The History Channel original podcast. Sports history this week. September 23rd, 2001. I'm Kalen Jones. The New England Patriots play their division rivals, the New York Jets, twice every year. But today, this is no ordinary football game. This game marks the first time that a New York team will play after the tragic events of September 11, 2001. Perhaps distracted by the moving pregame tributes or the overall heightened emotions of the day, neither team can muster much on the offensive side of the ball. A lone touchdown by Jets running back Curtis Martin is the difference as the Jets lead 10-3 with just over five minutes to play. Patriots quarterback Drew Bledsoe, a former number one overall pick, just signed the richest contract in NFL history a few months ago. And today, he's desperate to get his offense going. Bledsoe lines up under center, then takes the snap from his own 19-yard line. He sees the Jets' defense quickly closing in, so Bledsoe attempts to use his legs and run for a first down, a surprising move from a quarterback better known for his arm. He races around a Jets defender and turns up field. Jets defensive end Sean Ellis dives and trips Bledsoe from behind, causing the quarterback to stumble and then brace himself as Jets linebacker Mo Lewis lowers his shoulder, delivering a devastating hit right in the Bledsoe's chest. Boy, that was some collision. Bledsoe is down. Over 30 seconds pass before he gets up. But everything seems okay. The Patriots punt the ball, get it back after a few plays, and Drew Bledsoe comes trotting back out onto the field, with New England still trailing by a touchdown. The Patriots punt the ball away again. But with just over two minutes to go, they get the ball back one more time. This time... Drew Bledsoe stays on the sidelines as his backup, a little-known 24-year-old, heads into the huddle. A second-year quarterback from the University of Michigan who uh, threw only three passes in his rookie year last year, one for three. He was drafted in the sixth round in 2000, the 199th overall pick. He's a quarterback who barely saw the field as a rookie and wasn't even considered his team's top starter for much of his college career. His name, Tom Brady. They kept Brady around in that 2000 season as a fourth quarterback. You know, as a columnist, I'm not going to quote-unquote waste your time with the, the fourth-string quarterback. So I just didn't know what, what they had there. I mean, it, neither did they. Tom Brady takes the field, and the New England Patriots franchise would never be the same. Today, an unfortunate mishap for one quarterback opens the door for another to become the most prolific NFL champion of all time. How did the Patriots cope with this highly unusual mid-season quarterback controversy? How did a young Tom Brady handle being thrust into the spotlight? And what does this season say about the nature of stardom and how much luck can create greatness? Greatness. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Patriots opened the season by losing to the Cincinnati Bengals 23-17 and are hoping to regroup with a win against the Jets in Week 2. But just two days later, the World Trade Center is attacked. Major League Baseball and the NFL suspend all games. Here's Tom Brady recalling the moment in his Man in the Arena documentary. And we all went over to Drew Bledsoe's house. He had the phone on speaker and the decision ultimately was made to not play that next week. The season resumes on September 23rd. I think everybody, you know, from government on down, wanted to mitigate the panic and and try to be as normal as possible. That's Michael Smith, who was just starting out his career as a sports writer at the Boston Globe in 2001. Nothing's more normal than than our, our beloved, you know, professional sports and football in particular. New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani opens the broadcast of the Jets Patriots game with a speech praising first responders. It's time for Americans to go about their lives undaunted, without fear, to show the people who attacked us that they can't, they can't stop America. They can't stop America from going forward. They can't stop America from prevailing, creating, and do this, doing the things that make America the greatest country in the world. So I'm very... Coaches and referees wear NYPD and FDNY hats. Lionel Richie and Mary J. Blige lead the Harlem Boys Chorus in a stirring rendition of America the Beautiful. Massachusetts State Trooper Dan Clark sings the national anthem in front of an American flag almost as large as the football field itself. Patriots guard Joe Andruzzi is joined at midfield by his three brothers, all New York firefighters from Staten Island. Patriots fans even stand and cheer for the New York team. At least half the people in this stadium, maybe more, gave the Jets a nice ovation when they came out for the start of this game. I believe that'll be their one and only ovation ever here in Foxborough. But, but it was, was appropriate to the yeah. mood, wasn't it? It certainly was. Still, there's a football game to be played. And Drew Bledsoe, who signed a 10-year, $103 million contract several months earlier, is still looking for his first victory of the season. But... Win or lose, Bledsoe's place on the team is secure. He's the franchise. The same can't be said of others on the sidelines, at least according to Boston Globe sports columnist Dan Shaughnessy. They went 5-11 and the year before, and that was Bill Belichick's first year here. So, uh, you know, he was not really on the hot seat, but there was a lot of question about whether this was going to be a good hire because he hadn't done great in Cleveland. The one certainty seemed to be that Drew Bledsoe was the franchise quarterback. He had just signed a a long-term contract and was making a barrel of money. The richest contract in NFL history. Number one overall pick. Ten-year commitment from the team. He's already quarterbacked the Patriots to a Super Bowl appearance during the 1996 season. Now, compare that to Tom Brady, who is making $298,000 barely more than the league minimum salary. In fact, he wasn't even the Patriots' backup as a rookie 
He was the fourth stringer. Bledsoe didn't feel threatened, as he explained in a 2021 documentary. You know, once Tommy got in there, you know, I mean, he and, and got in the room with us, you know, he was a guy that I that immediately liked. I figured that he was probably going to be a guy that was going to be around the league for a long time, but probably as a backup. But Belichick saw something in Brady. As he told the NFL Network years later, Well, Tom was uh, special his rookie year. Uh, Even though he didn't play, his his leadership with the other rookies in the class, we had a big rookie class. Tom took them every day after practice and would run them up and down the field on their offensive plays and uh, was clearly a leader on the field. And then, you know, had a. Still, though, a sixth round pick in his second season? This is someone you bring in for emergencies only. But emergencies do happen. So third down and 10 now, big play for the Patriots. Bledsoe, going to run it, needs 10 yards. Oh, does he hit? Oh, my. Oh, look at Drew. Yeah, is he, uh, this is more critical than the first down to the Patriots' hopes. Uh, And Drew Bledsoe intentionally started to slow down, but didn't go out of bounds. Boy, that was some collision. Jets linebacker Mo Lewis lays a bone-crushing hit on Drew Bledsoe's rib cage, and Bledsoe just lies there. He was out. He was knocked out. He was gurgling. I mean, people who were standing over him had pretty uh, visceral reactions about how bad this was. It was a vicious hit, and he came back in the game. And boy, that's that's really regrettable in retrospect. I mean, he almost died. Drew Bledsoe seems to be okay. He was hit tremendously hard, and I think the the crowd. Kind of yelling Drew uh, in appreciation of the toughness that year in and year out has been de- demonstrated by Drew Bledsoe. This, this guy has been knocked around and just always seems to be able to keep playing. Nobody knew how bad it was in the moment. Nobody knew that he could have died. Nobody knew that he had a, a sheer blood vessel, that his chest cavity was filled with blood. Nobody knew that. We just knew that was a hard-ass hit. Only when Tom Brady takes the field does the reality of the situation start to set in. Tom Brady, the second-year quarterback from the University of Michigan, who uh, threw only three passes in his rookie year last year, one for three, a six-yard completion, and this is his first duty of 2001. So apparently Bledsoe knocked around a little more than it appeared, and uh, Brady in charge against five defensive backs. But as the fourth quarter winds down, TV broadcasters Dick Enberg and Dan Deerdorf grow incredulous of the reports coming from the Patriots' locker room that Bledsoe is, in fact, perfectly fine. It's not for me to call the Patriots uh, uh, liars. Uh, it's it just for them to say that, that Drew Bledsoe is fine, that it's not related to injury, that what they're saying Tom Brady's a better quarterback in this situation. Brady looks surprisingly comfortable completing five out of his first six passes to set up a potential game-tying touchdown. But with only 13 seconds left, the game ends on three consecutive incompletions toward the end zone. The Jets win, but people take notice. This quote-unquote kid didn't look nervous. I remember someone saying, hey, this, this, this backup Brady, he's moving the team pretty well. And I paid no attention to that nonsense. I mean, who cares? He's a backup. He's only going to be out there for the rest of today against the friggin' Jets. Nobody cares, and and don't bother me with that information. And as for Drew Bledsoe? The fact that he was back in the game told me it 
well, this just can't be that bad. And we'll probably see him next week. But 45 minutes after the game, Bledsoe is rushed to Mass General Hospital with a concussion, a collapsed lung, and internal bleeding. He loses half the blood in his body over the course of two and a half hours. You know, I didn't have any sense for uh, for how serious this thing was until I woke up in the hospital. You know, from the Patriots, there were three people there. It was it was Mr. Kraft, it was uh, Bill Belichick, and it was Tom Brady. They were all there checking on me. Bledsoe was told not to attempt any physical activities for at least six weeks. Suddenly, this is Tom Brady's team. And his first NFL start is against another up-and-coming quarterback on the Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning. Brady, the cool California kid, he had a lot of confidence when we talked to him. He said he's been running this offense since the day he walked in the door. Feels very comfortable with it. He's going to have to have some receivers make some plays, though, if the Patriots are going to hang with this high-powered offense of the Colts. Brady is already making it clear that he's not your typical deer-in-the-headlights backup. Well, we watched him in practice Friday, made all the throws, had strong enough arm to hit that out route, and really feels confident. In fact, wasn't nervous at all. I was kind of surprised. I do remember asking him about playing in the preseason, something about nerves. I do remember him saying, like, looking at me like I was crazy for asking about whether or not he was nervous playing on the road. He was like, dude, I played at Michigan. Like, I played at the Big House. Check my record. Like, look at what I, look at where I played in the environments I played at. It was never too big for him. And that was, that was obvious from the beginning. With Bledsoe watching from the sidelines, Brady completes a modest 12 of 23 passes for 168 yards and no touchdowns. But the most important stat of that game? Zero. Zero interceptions, zero fumbles, zero turnovers. First start for Tom Brady, first win for Tom Brady. Didn't make any mistakes. This is a key differentiator from Bledsoe, who threw 13 interceptions and fumbled nine times the season before. He had a good sense in the pocket and to get rid of the ball quickly. That was a flaw for Drew, you know, staying too long, holding the ball, getting hit, and just, or, or making, you know, unfortunate throws to try to play hero ball. And uh, Brady had a, had a good sense of, of not doing that. Something Bill liked. The Patriots get trounced 30 to 10 the following week against the Dolphins the first of Brady's 12 career losses against Miami, his most against any opponent. But after that game, the Patriots begin to flourish. Brady wins five of his first seven NFL starts, including an overtime thriller against the San Diego Chargers and a four-touchdown performance in his second victory over the Colts. Rumors are starting to swirl that Belichick actually prefers the younger, more accurate Brady. After all, Belichick didn't draft Bledsoe in 1993. He was drafted by Belichick's predecessor, Bill Parcells. Deep down, Bill will never tell you this, but you know he, he may have been looking for a way to, to make the switch. But Belichick plays coy with the media. Medically, Drew isn't ready to play, so there's not much to talk about. I can see there's an issue coming, but that's down the road, he says at a press conference. But all that is about to change. Because after seven weeks, Drew Bledsoe is back. He's lost 15 pounds during his recovery, but he's deemed healthy enough to play. And he is not ready to give up his role as the team's starting quarterback. Are you hurt, frustrated, or how do you feel? <laughs> Next question. In any way, did you see this coming, Drew? Um, 
I'll just put it this way. I look forward to the chance to compete for my job. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Patriots are gearing up for their 10th game of the season against the reigning Super Bowl champion St. Louis Rams, who have one of the most innovative and unstoppable offenses of all time. And the Patriots don't even know who their quarterback will be. Patriots coach Bill Belichick has Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe split their reps with the starting offense during practice throughout the week. And no matter how much Brady is improving, this is Drew Bledsoe, the face of the Patriots, competing for practice time with a kid that the Patriots drafted basically as an afterthought. Was there any doubt in your guys' minds that once he'd get healthy, he'd get his job back as soon as he was ready? There was no doubt in my mind um, because that's that's the old sports mantra. You know, you don't lose your job to an injury, especially when you're the franchise quarterback making all that money. There were a lot of veterans on the, on the Bledsoe side of this thing. Veterans like kicker Adam Vinatieri. No disrespect to Tom, but he, without Drew getting hurt, he would have never seen the field. At that point, Drew Bledsoe was our franchise. They just signed him to a new 10-year deal. He was the man at the time. And Patriot safety lawyer Malloy. And you would just assume that a guy like Drew Bledsoe, if he was ready to come back, that he would get his starting job back. That's me as a teammate looking, looking in. With the locker room divided, Belichick must finally and publicly make his decision. Tom Brady will be the Patriots' starting quarterback. You're always going to have veterans who don't like that because they see themselves. Like, I wouldn't want this to happen to me. But then the winning mitigates a lot of that. The Patriots do lose that game to the reigning Super Bowl champion Rams. But for the rest of the season, they don't lose a single game. Part of it is because of Brady's improved play, and part of it is due to the emergence of the Patriots' stout defense. They hold all of their opponents to 17 points or less for the rest of the season. And Drew Bledsoe has to watch it all unfold from the sidelines. The fan base was definitely split. The locker room, they did a good job of not illustrating any dissension. Had it gone the other way, though, could have been a problem. And to Bledsoe's credit, Bledsoe did not publicly make a stink. Bledsoe did not come out and say this is bull. Bledsoe was a good soldier. But behind closed doors... When Bill said, we're staying with Brady, and it was not a party starter at the Bledsoe household, for sure. 
he was definitely being a team guy at that point uh, for the cameras and for us and uh, carrying the clipboard and being encouraging. I think quietly there was a lot of a lot of anger. By the end of the regular season, the Patriots are officially Tom Brady's team. The coaching staff even begins to tailor the playbook to Brady's strengths. My colleague at the Boston Globe at the time, Ron Borges, talked about them throwing sideways a lot. Quite a bit of uh, quick passing, a lot of screens. Don't turn it over. Defense. The opposite of what it would have been if you still had the $100 million quarterback. During the winning streak, Belichick never publicly criticizes Bledsoe, but several comments praising Brady can certainly be interpreted that way, saying that, unlike last season, quote, this season, when we fix something, we've been able to go for a long while and see it improve, especially in the passing game. I remember Drew Bledsoe getting, before he got hurt, I remember even getting a delay of game inside the five-yard line. And I remember hearing afterward how pissed Belichick was, because that's one of the things that Brady would have never let happen. Belichick loved the way Brady ran the team and managed the offense and didn't make mistakes. Uh, he, he was kind of fed up with Bledsoe, as I understand it. And now, Brady's leading his team into the playoffs, where they'll host the Oakland Raiders in one of the most, depending on your fandom, famous or infamous games in NFL history, the Tuck Rule game. Look, we could do a whole separate episode just about this game, but suffice to say, the Patriots prevail 16-13 in blizzard conditions, thanks in large part to a controversial play. Referees deem that Brady did not actually commit a crucial fumble in the waning minutes of the fourth quarter. The quarterback's arm was going forward. It is an I think it's safe to say, well, it depends on the outcome here, but this will be talked about quite a bit. You think? The legend started to grow, and once Belichick made that decision to stick with Brady, now it's just no doubt, it's just Brady mania. And, yeah, how far can this go? With the New England fans fully behind him, Brady starts in the AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh the following week against the top-seeded Steelers. Only this time, it's Brady who takes the vicious hit, when Steelers safety Lee Flowers dies right at his knees. You can see Tom Brady on the ground. Brady limps over to the sideline. And Drew Bledsoe has come onto the field. Drew Bledsoe, who left the team in week two with a chest injury and replaced then by Brady. And now Bledsoe with a walk to the far side of the field. The Patriots lead 7-3 with a minute 40 remaining in the second quarter, and Bledsoe immediately unleashes a 16-yard strike on his first play. What a throw by Drew Bledsoe. Right off the bench, and well, I'll tell you, Greg, we've watched him practice some, and he hadn't lost anything off of that arm. His second play? A terrifying deja vu for Patriots fans. Bledsoe runs out of the pocket, toward the sideline, where he's walloped by Pittsburgh's Chad Scott. And that's very much the same kind of play that Bledsoe was injured earlier in the season. It was, and the coaches need to say, hey, Drew, we're down to number two. But this time, Bledsoe springs to his feet and playfully slaps his teammates' helmets, 
a clear indication that he's not only fine, but invigorated by the hit. Because just moments later, New England is now heading to the Super Bowl for a rematch against the Rams. But again, they have to decide, who's our quarterback? Normally, there's two weeks between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. But with the condensed schedule due to the events of September 11th, Belichick only has a few days to choose his starter. And he waits until the last possible moment. Bill saw this as another advantage. They don't know who to game plan on. It wasn't until, I think, maybe Thursday he finally gave it up. But Bill wanted to milk it so that the uh, Rams did not know who to prepare for. But I'm sure they I'm sure they knew. Tom Brady once again gets the nod. Super Bowl 36 coming up between the St. Louis Rams and the New England Patriots. As Bill Belichick had said during the week, uh, teamwork is the most important factor in us staying in this game and winning this game. Led by an incredible effort by their defense, the Patriots build a 17-3 lead heading into the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. But Kurt Warner and the vaunted Rams offense, nicknamed the greatest show on turf, engineered two impressive touchdown drives to tie the game with less than two minutes left in regulation. A tie game in the Super Bowl. The young, unproven quarterback going against the best team in the league. It sounds like a sports movie. But in the eyes of legendary broadcaster John Madden, Brady's still a kid. And the best move is to just play it safe. And now with no timeouts, I think that the I think that the Patriots with this field position, you have to just run the clock out. You have to play for overtime now. I don't think you want to force anything here. You don't want to do anything stupid. But Brady doesn't take orders from John Madden. In fact, he ignores his own coach, who's telling him to be conservative. So Charlie yells at me. He says, hey, take care of that ball. And Drew was kind of standing next to me, and he kind of just shuffled in front of that, and he says, f*** that. Go out there and sling it. Brady advances the Patriots 53 yards on eight consecutive passing plays, capped off by a dramatic, game-winning field goal as time expires. And the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable. That's the way you should win a Super Bowl. 11 weeks later, Drew Bledsoe is traded to the Buffalo Bills in exchange for a first-round draft pick. And Brady, he turns out to be pretty good. He goes on to win seven Super Bowl rings and three league MVPs. And entering the 2022 season, he'd won 278 total games between the regular season and playoffs. 78 more than second-place all-time Peyton Manning. And at 45 years old, he's still going. He remains among the NFL's best quarterbacks, with his teams consistently reaching the playoffs, despite constant turnover with his receivers, running backs, offensive line, and coaching staff. I refuse to say that Brady was the thermometer, not the thermostat. I refuse to say that Brady was a, a product of his environment as opposed to his environment being a product of him. It's just too many offensive linemen that came and went, too many receivers, too many running backs, 
too many defensive players that came and went. And one guy was a constant for 20 years. I spoke with Chad Brown, a consultant for the Dallas Cowboys and founder of Profile, which offers NFL teams detailed insights into the psychological and personality traits that make successful draft picks. He explained how a player like Brady can seemingly come from out of nowhere to become the most successful quarterback in league history. You need the physical ability, all that stuff, but you have to continue to want to learn. There are introverts leading teams. There are extroverts leading teams. But what, probably the number one thing that's that uh, trend that has hit us with all of the data we have is the love of learning. That and Tom Brady's ability to connect with people. One of the best things we've ever studied about Tom Brady was an article written about the four words that have equated to Tom Brady's success. Those words are, hi, my name's Tom Brady. He, in the locker room, through his 20 years with the Patriots, would always come up to people, no matter who they were, practice squad member or the number one draft pick on, of that year's draft, and, and introduce himself. The ability to go out and build relationships that, again, we believe are the, is the silver bullet that humanizes teams, no matter who it is over time, he is a relationship person. As for Drew Bledsoe, he said publicly that he doesn't want anyone to feel sorry for him. He made plenty of money, played for three terrific organizations in the Patriots, Bills, and Dallas Cowboys, and in 2011, Patriots fans voted Bledsoe into the Patriots Hall of Fame. He deserves a hell of a lot of credit for being as gracious as he was. I love the guy. I just think he's a class, top shelf, no dust, and, and really doesn't get enough credit for what he did in Patriot lore here. It was unfair, but it was the correct decision. Today, Bledsoe maintains a good sense of perspective and an even better sense of humor about how everything worked out. And of course, you and I both know that uh, had I not gotten hurt, I mean, the Patriots would probably have like nine championships. I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sports History This Week. For moments throughout history that are also worth watching, check your local TV listings to find out what's on the History Channel today. Other notable sports stories that happened this week? 1911, Cy Young, the namesake for the award that goes to the best major league pitchers each year, wins his 511th and final game, by far the most all-time. And 1938, tennis player Don Budge becomes the first player to win all four major events on the tennis calendar in one year, which today is known as the Grand Slam. If you know of any other stories from global sports history you'd like us to cover on this podcast, or if you'd just like to get in touch, please shoot us an email at sportspod at history.com. Special thanks to our guests, Dan Shaughnessy, sports columnist for the Boston Globe, Chad Brown, founder of Profile, a behavioral analysis service for NFL prospects, and Michael Smith, former Boston Globe and ESPN sports journalist and now co-host of Brother from Another on Peacock. This episode was produced by David Ingbert. It was story edited by me, Kalen Jones, and sound designed by The Podglomerate. Sports History This Week is also produced by Cooper McKim. Our senior producer is Ben Dixney. Our associate producers are Emma Fredericks and Hazel May. Our supervising producer is McKamey Lynn, and our executive producer is Jesse Katz. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Sports History This Week 
wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.